Welcome to the Women of Steel podcast. My name is Nia Singleton and I'm a woman working in a man's world. The steel industry is overwhelmingly male. At Tata Steel, only 11% of our employees are women and most of us are concentrated within white collar and office based roles. With a plethora of fantastic manufacturing jobs at our fingertips, why is it then that we don't occupy those positions? Is it due to family or caring commitments? Is it because we feel we don't belong? Is a traditionally male workplace really somewhere we should be encouraging women to work? Well, I'm here to tell you that we do belong and we should take those positions. While there may not be many of us yet, we have a number of trailblazing women carving career paths that many of us aspire to follow. Across this series, I will be talking to those women, the women who have challenged the status quo, pioneers in their field. So sit back, get comfortable and join us for a conversation on career choices, gender and what it means to be a successful woman in a man's world. Today's guest is Jo Evans. Jo joined what was then British Steel in 1996 in precision metal forming, working in internal sales. After learning on the job, Jo set her sights on an externally facing commercial role and was soon managing a sales region in the Midlands. When the business was going through restructuring, Jo seized her opportunity and went for a sales director position, which she achieved in 2006, only 10 years after joining the business. In 2017, she was promoted yet again to the role she's currently in, Business Unit Director for Panels and Profiles within Building Systems, based in Shotton in North Wales. Married to Paul with a teenage stepson, Jamie, how did a young woman who wanted to be a dentist end up a director in the steel industry? Jo, welcome to the podcast. Now, that's an impressive CV. Did you ever think that your career would take you into manufacturing when you were a young girl? Oh, absolutely not. I mean... It's really interesting. Dentistry was always something from early teens. I spent many a summer down the local dentists, you know, with the uh, the suckers, you know, really healthy <laughs> yeah. dentists, cleaning teeth, and that's really what I had my my eyes, you know, really on. But um, but following, you know, a really interesting story of a, a high mobile phone bill when they all became trendy. Yeah. Um, my father said, you need to get a summer job. And uh, it took me to precision metal forming. And uh, I remember meeting the sales, uh, the manager then. And he said, you know, I'd like you to um, join us in the internal sales. He said, when can you start? I said, tomorrow. And and that was it. And that's where my career within uh, within manufacturing, I, I didn't really know um, anything about the company at the time. So the opportunity was uh, was was there I took it and I just thoroughly enjoyed the people I worked with and the industry uh, that became uh, quite an exciting challenge really. So you you had a really high mobile phone bill and your dad <laughs> then sort of said look you've got to pay for this Missy so how did you end up did, did you know somebody then that worked in the industry at the time who sort of got you an in or? I mean, it's laughable, really. I'd, 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 you know, I really wanted to go and do a degree and 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 dentistry, and and I, and I thought, well, I'll just go and, and get a job, pay 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 for the summer, and then I'll I'll uh, I'll move on with my uh, my education then. And um, it's funny, you know, speaking with some long-standing um, you know, people who worked within British Steel for 10, 15, 20 years at that time were were great were great people and said so there's opportunities within this business and I you know I could see the commercial sales team I could see the technical teams um and and it really started to interest me and perhaps this is a, a different way I could work so nearing sort of the end of the summer I, you know the uh, the the office sales manager at the time said to me 
do you really want to to go into dentistry so you know it's a he said I can I can tell you it's like pulling teeth here sometimes he said <laughs> and uh, and we uh, and we got talking he said look there, there's opportunities and, and these are the and, and I had a, a discussion with the the MD at the time and he said where do you see yourself at 40 and I joked and said well I said oh, you never know sitting in your chair and it was a bit of a laugh and um and I actually then just stayed stayed with the business and um and actually had quite a quite a lot of support with internal courses um I did some training on AutoCADs and technical appreciations to support really and I thought you know what this is a company that actually will support me whilst I can earn money as well I mean you must have been really enamored by the business to sort of completely change your um career trajectory at a young age because um, imagining you know you will have had your sights set would you have did had you applied to university and you'd have had all those wheels in motion and then you stay in a sales position, which is very different, I you know, I would yeah. say on paper. I'm a pretty commercial sort of probably more, perhaps perhaps I wasn't sure on what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, sometimes you do need, uh, you know, looking in and getting involved in something else to sort of reflect on 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 your skills. And, mm-hmm. you know, my skills, people, I, I, you know, engagement with people, um, developing relationships, that became quite clear during this process. And, you know, dealing with some of the customers, you started to really get... Um, that relationship and you could start to see the sales coming in and you started to get quite um you know the reward was there I suppose you know from engagement and what was quite a simple using my personality and and learning on the job I started to really get quite uh quite a good feeling I suppose from from what I was doing and I think that that was probably a turning point in terms of the job satisfaction and the support I was getting from within the business. How did that go down with your parents then um that you know the conversation look I'm actually not going to go to university now I'm going to stay um in this sales position and you know this is what I'm going to do. (laughs) Absolutely fine I mean it was um it was it was never really I'm trying to call back it wasn't really a a, an issue I think Mm. they um you know my mum didn't uh, didn't go to university. My father's an accountant. Um, I, I don't think there, there was no pressure from my parents to go to university. It was very yeah. much what I wanted to do um, and to find my own way. And I think and that that was good because um, I didn't feel pressured to, uh, and I, I certainly didn't feel I was letting anyone down by not not going to university. Because I'm, you came in and it's almost like a you know it's a summer job. Um, you decide you're going to stay, and you mentioned that you. Um, said to the MD perhaps rather flippantly look up <laughs> sitting in your seat when I'm 40 but you must have had some really good mentors along the way then and even over that summer period you must have had some people that you were looking up to or that were sort of keeping an eye out for you that inspired you um on your career journey yeah I, I mean I've, so many people throughout probably the 24 years of, of you know working for the business huge there's so many mentors, um, but I suppose the one in particular was was the managing director at the time of PMF because you know he he started on the sales desk at 16, and perhaps you know and he'd worked his his way up in a very similar way to how you explained earlier you know from internal sales to external bit of technical into supply chain and and upwards and and you know I was quite inspired by that because a lot of my friends around me were, were going to university um, you know coming out with, with great grades and things yet um they weren't I suppose I like the fact that people can start from nowhere I always like giving people the opportunity you know who not necessarily been to university but have drive and determination and that's what I I saw from 
the managing director of the company. And I actually thought, you know what, I think I could I think I could do that. So you started off in internal sales and then quickly after a few years, you move into external sales. What what was it about um, working in the external sales environment that sort of excited you or piqued your interest? (laughs) Um, Piqued my interest was the fact that the external guy in the Midlands at the time um, was taking all his customers clay pigeon shooting. I was like, wow, how exciting is that? But um, (laughs) but no, he... um, it was it was basically customer contact the 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 broad um you know when i was speaking so he'd come in basically the area sales manager and would drop off the uh, the, the orders he's collected in the day because it wasn't the email as such so he'd call in bring the orders in and say this is what i've secured today through my customers and and i thought you know that's just through engagement relationship trust um that you can actually you know it, it was just that that's what really did sort of think god that's really because I didn't really understand the sales part and what the role of the external person did. You know, we're on the sales desk, we're talking to people every day. But actually that that face-to-face engagement, how important that was from a commercial mm-hmm. aspect. Um, and, you know, driving around the country, I, I thought the M5 took you everywhere. I, I soon realised <laughs> I couldn't get to Bournemouth by going to Bristol. So it was a big learning curve going external sales because <laughs> we didn't have a sat-nav, I had a map. Yeah. So I spent most of the time on the side of the motorway sort of wondering where I was. But... Um, <laughs> It, it, it was it was engagement. It was customers. It was um, the likable rogues in the in the market that you, you know you started to engage with, and and um, you learn a lot from these people. And, and one interesting thing, you know, whether it being, you know, a woman, you know, early twenties who you know had a, a good grounding from the years in the sales office, but but still so much to learn about the market. And there's a lot of customers that would you know you'd go in and have a talk to you know have a chat with them and, and discuss things and and they would actually take the time with you to um I've got these drawings here Joe I'm going to take you through some of the things that we actually look at as a contractor and if you could understand this in a little bit more detail it'll help you when you're you're looking at your orders and specifying with architects and things and and I thought you know and I always wondered well is that just because I'm a young girl in the industry and you know some old dude just wants to give me give me some help or, and I thought that was a really nice thing and that's what kept me in the industry as well you know these likable roads that actually did give you their time which they yeah. didn't need to do you know so you were managing a team at quite a young age then weren't you like you said in your 20s you're managing a sales team um, across the midlands how did you find that um i found it quite difficult to um from from being part of the team where we're mm. all talking about you know uh, what goes on on the day to day to suddenly becoming their boss, I suppose, was um, yeah. was probably the hardest hardest challenge um, about sort of respect and you know and um, just the way you in, in you know engage you engage differently with your team member to how they are with the boss. So that um, that was probably the hardest thing. Certainly from a you know if they weren't performing particularly well, you've almost gone from being their friend to now you're having to really um, talk to them about potential you know performance related issues and that that was tough that was tough and that's taken it's taken quite a while to um to get used to that what was the gender makeup of the team then that you um that you had at that time um all men um mm. and men really in their 50s and 60s so um who knew the industry well had been around a long time so quite set in their ways yeah um, but uh, there was one, I suppose, benefit. We did start to see the older generation retiring, which enabled me to bring in some new people, which helped. 
Um, but again, they were male um, yeah. until we did bring um, a lady into the area. Actually, when I stepped up into national sales, we brought an, um, a lady in to cover. Uh, she came from Diageo, from the from the alcohol business. So yeah. very well schooled, very well um, trained in sales. And, and she uh, she was the first sales uh, lady to join the team. Because I, I, I don't know about you. But I, I would have found that quite intimidating as a, a woman in her 20s, then having sort of been promoted from within and then managing men, um, you know, long in the tooth in their 50s <laughs> and 60s. Um, how did you find that then? How did they respond to your promotion then? Perhaps is a better question. Um, mixed. Um, you know, sometimes you think you know, to, the, to the face, sometimes everyone will be all fine, but you'd hear some little comments behind about, what does she know? Young whippersnapper, yeah. whether it's age related or whether it was because I was female, um, it's hard to say. But you do find yourself having to prove yourself a little bit more. Um, well, quite a lot more, really, to, you know, to demonstrate, to lead by example. And I suppose that probably gave me, um, you know, gave me that desire to do better and, and be better than them all. Um, because, <laughs> yeah. you do have to, you know, you do have to prove yourself a little more in a very male dominated industry. And you certainly um, proved yourself because you became sales director at the age of 26. That's that's quite a big job, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I probably didn't realise how big a job it was and the responsibility. <laughs> and the, uh, yeah. You know, it's funny when you're looking at what your boss does and you never really know what what, you know, and how much work and, and the, the pressures of it all. But um, but yeah, it's. Um, it was spinning different plates because again when you're promoted from within you never let go of 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 where you started so the customers would still call you despite you've got a team of you know salespeople on the road so um which is a good thing as well but um those added pressures certainly um again it's another step up in terms of you start looking more strategic you're not in the day-to-day so it's um it's a different set of plates spinning at that point and i think that was another challenge um your mindset is, is is quite different. You go from being the salesperson, very customer, you know, day to day with your customers, to now thinking about not just the customers and not just your sales team, to also about the wider business because you know we're a commercially driven business, and sales is the heart of it. And um, you know, so you've you've got you know bottom up, top down pressures on you. So it's um, yeah, massive challenge. Um, you know, I, I can't say I kept all the plates spinning. Yeah. all the time but um but you know you dropped a few you picked them up quickly and you, you got on with it but um yeah big step up but but thoroughly enjoyable and I think it shaped and I learned an awful lot very quickly. Would you say that, that was has been one of your biggest challenges across your career then that sort of that big step up that you made um into sales director but also that you've grown up in the organization and people are perhaps like you say sort of remember you as a 16 17 year old girl that joined and um maybe not treating you as 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 senior as you are maybe you're absolutely right there there there's benefits the huge benefits to growing up in a business in terms of you kind of know the ins and outs of how everything ticks um but there's there are downsides and, and that's certainly one of them because um you know, it'll be, well, Joe will sort that out. Or, you know, certainly, um, you know, there'll be a queue at the door saying, Joe, can you, do you know how, can you remember back in 2007 when we did this? Have you got anything? And, and you are pulled into absolutely everything in the day to day. And um, you, yeah, it's, um, that is a, that is certainly a challenge. And, and I suppose, you know, 
picking up the sales director role, you become part of the management team. And at that point, we were, you know, the market in 2007, eight was a, was in a mess, as we as we yeah. know. And uh, this is when we relocated to Shotton. So a huge amount of work. Um, suddenly another different way of work, looking at how you relocate. Nothing I'd ever been involved in. Um, people I'd grown up with, the, the managers who'd employed me, trained me, you know, developed me to where I was uh, at that point. I was now talking to them about we're relocating and, you know, I know you're not going to be traveling or moving 150 miles north and, and talking about the difficulties of, of uh, what this meant to people who'd, who'd been in the job 20, 30 years. We're now having to start afresh. So that that was incredibly challenging. I can imagine that would be as well, um, you know, having to sort of talk to people who were once your senior and now you'd sort of leapfrogged above them and um having to have those difficult conversations they're difficult anyway aren't they yeah, and, um how did you manage to navigate that then just open honest honesty um I think you know the hardest bit is because you know their personal circumstances you know you know their, their children you know their lifestyle and, and you know the impact it's going to have mm. uh, and that was that was the challenge but I think you know regular communication I'm, I'm very honest I'm very open so they they could I think you know in all fairness they could see how difficult it was so I didn't really I didn't have the hard time I thought you know some people lash out and really really could be quite personal mm. I didn't get that so I I hope that was probably because of the relationships we had and, and the fact that you know I I wasn't just somebody airlifted in to sort this out where you you know it was personal to me as well so it was difficult two ways but it, but it, you know it, it worked out well for everybody thank goodness so throughout all of this now then um you're still quite a young woman and then in 2017 and you know you're still young you're then promoted and you sort of managing director how did you navigate that really sort of meteoric career trajectory and a personal life um did one? Did you have to sacrifice one for the other? Did you find? Um, I think the main sacrifice, I suppose, through the period just um, before I became um, director of the business was, um, I suppose, the relocation. So I did change from a personal perspective. I chose to move from Cheltenham to to, uh, to Chester. Um, that was a big personal change for me and uh, start a new life up here. Um, but then that transition to, I suppose, whilst I'm in it and I was involved very much from a management team, you know, working with uh, with Malcolm Boyles, who, who's within Tata Steel, who moved to distribution and, and they're big shoes to fill. Um, incredibly uh, experienced. Um, and, you know, he was always the, the rock, the sounding board through my ideas and creativity. And and I suppose all of a sudden you're now the one who is is the responsibility shifts considerably. You know, you have 265 people that actually are all looking up to you for direction, inspiration, creativity, where are we going with this business? And, you know, it goes to a different level. And and I think, again, you underestimate that level when you're looking at sort of when you're in it so much and, you know, you're in the day to day and, and your boss is there, you don't you don't really understand the pressures. It's, it's, it's a different, it's a, again, another feeling um, of responsibility and the care and attention you need to to have. On, on all the people that are working within the business this is not no longer about you and sales or or anything this is this is about you know every single single person in every single department which all have very very different needs do you think being a woman has been or 
has been advantageous for you during these difficult periods? I suppose the more um, traditionally female softer skills. Do you think it's helped you? I think it's created a you know a, a different dynamic within the business um, being run run by a female. There are different different ways of doing things. I think from a female, I am quite empathetic, but I'm also quite demanding. So it, it will have its benefits. It's very difficult, you know, when you grow up in a business, uh, you know, to how to how how I am and how I I mean I've grown up in a very male dominated business so I I don't know if I've got as female characteristics as some coming from a a different type of industry so I've I've kind of maybe been conditioned to uh, to being a bit harder Um, but but certainly again you know openness and honesty I think people do see I'm open leadership talk challenge positively I think that has helped and it has it does mean people do rather than uh, hiding their feelings or, or you know, having concerns, they do talk to me, which I do have a very open door policy. I'm out on the shop floor. I engage with the teams. And I think I do feel sometimes I get more from um, the teams that don't work for me than, than those who they work for. At your management team level, then, are you the only woman or, the, or are there other women? I am within my team now. We did have our supply chain, uh, well, our accountant, um, was it was a female she has now moved somewhere else within the Tata business um, so we're currently I, I'm the only female in the management team at the moment. Do you you know is female representation um, at a senior level is that something that you're wanting to, to increase is it important to you? It is important it's important from um, a team dynamic I, I do think you know having Sometimes I think I'm talking to myself or I'm <laughs> I'm kind of expressing my creative side and, you know, the, the guys look at me as if to say, where, where is she at here? And sometimes you just do need a female counterpart to kind of know what page you're on. So I, I miss that. Um, and, and yes, I, I do think it's really important. We we do have, um, we've always had a female chemist within, within the business um, working in the operations area um, on her own, which I've never felt comfortable with in the sense of just for her own personal um well-being um in terms of just engaging with females even though the males you know respect her she's so so um so clever she has this respect so it's not from that side but I, I just sometimes you need more females in the space so we do have two in the operations area now which I'm I'm really pleased about because I when I talk to some of the guys on the lines they actually say I really enjoy working with you know Belinda or or Kerry and 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 that's really nice it's it's seen as a real positive it is i think it's so important to have um a good mix across teams and across all levels because it, you know women do bring a different perspective but so do people you know of all different ages different cultures different backgrounds you know to have a good dynamic and a good mix because that can only benefit the business then can't it Absolutely. Yeah, you do need that mix. We have um, we have quite a nice mix within the sales office now. You know, in the past, it would have been very female on the customer service team. We have we do have a good mix and you can feel it in the office, obviously not during the COVID period. But uh, it's um, it, it made a real difference, um, certainly to, to the way we operate, the way we engage with, the, you know, the business. And when we have brain sort of stormy exercises or creative workshops, um, it's great to see see how people bounce off each other. And you're absolutely right. You know, 
whether male, female, different cultures that come into it. I think it uh, it really shapes your business and it, it really, because you can become quite sort of um, quite tunnel vision otherwise. So you do need a few extra sort of, uh, you need the variance in the mix really. Absolutely. How do you, um, so you're a managing director, you're in your 40s. Like you said, you've got 265 sort of people and essentially 265 families, you know, um, relying on you um, to do your job and they all have to do their job, obviously. But that's a lot of pressure. How do you, you know, um, lay, let off steam on the weekends or after work or do you find it hard to switch off? I do find it hard to switch off. I think, you know, I think any whatever position there is an element of, of trying to switch off but yeah I um I play hockey still um <laughs> so on the weekends uh, certainly um when it's hockey season that is a good way of, of, of releasing the pressure you know hitting a ball around a pitch um yeah. getting a bit old now so it may have to be uh golf soon um but yeah it, it's so important to switch off you know it, it's um Going going to the gym helps massively. Um, certainly, it's just that headspace. Well being is is so important, and you can be slave to the laptop constantly. You know, emails coming in all through the night from varying different areas. But if you don't switch off, it's um, it's not a good place to be. And uh, you know, that's something we're really focusing on locally. Well being is really important, and um, you know, we can all talk about life um, and work balance. You know. We just need to make sure we're we're walking the walk because uh, it's it's very easy to say, you know, make sure you switch off at night. But you know, when suddenly someone's still emailing you at eight o'clock at night, you can't switch off. And I think that's something that I've been very, very conscious of is um, making sure I don't put the fact that I want to work in the evening is my choice. But what I shouldn't do is email others because they feel they're forced to respond. So now I have a holding. A holding box which will basically be sent in the morning so I can prep if I want to but I will not distract anybody else in their own time. I've seen some people that you mentioned that put on their emails um, if they send them outside of working hours. Um, please be aware that these are my work you know just because <laughs> I've sent you this please yeah. don't uh, feel that you have to respond to me because I'm working at a time that's convenient for me yeah. um, and your hours might be different and I I thought that was quite nice, actually, because we're always constantly in the office now. You know, us guys who are working from home, there is very little escape from work. There's not a lot of, you know, you haven't got the commute home or that sort of shutting down your laptop because it's ever present in a way. Um, So it is important because as a leader, you're the one who has to set the example for the rest of the team. Absolutely. Yeah. And and, like I said, you you know, we we can talk about life, uh, work balance, but yes, leading leading in the right way is, is really important um, and and yeah it's very difficult to switch off but you you have you have to try and uh, and do it for, for the good of, of, of everybody. Now I know you obviously you don't have a crystal ball in front of you or, or maybe you do but <laughs> um, where do you see your career moving you know in the next 10-15 years what would you like to achieve? Do you know it's one of those questions that I actually do ask myself um quite often really because sometimes you know you're on a hamster wheel and um this is an you know it's an incredibly difficult time for for the market for 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 the economy but it's um you know getting off the hamster wheel will I ever want to do anything different I think manufacturing for the construction markets in my blood I love my job I can't imagine myself working in any other industry but Mm. equally you know 
this industry shaped me and and you know I've um, I've achieved quite a lot you know 44 I think I think I'm at a level which I'm happy with I don't think there's anything um more I want to go to any loftier heights I think shaping myself in this sort of senior role getting better at what I do improving certain areas it's probably where I see myself certainly for the short term is is doing this job even better um and I think I've got a lot more to give and you know I'm still learning in in so many areas and that's what I see but I don't know 15 years time running a little wine bar somewhere <laughs> you know, that um, sounds good <laughs> I did do a bit of a fag packet sort of exercise but I think I'd be out of business within a couple of weeks if I drank the stock as quick as I do now so uh, I might have to part that one and perhaps go for coffee instead well not if we still have to close at 10 o'clock <laughs> we've still got these covid guidelines in you should be okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I suppose on the other end of the scale then um if you had a time travel machine and if you were able to sort of have a chat with you know 18 year old Jo um what words of advice would you give her gosh I would um I always say work hard play hard I mean that is kind of my my golden sort of a rule um it's important to get that balance I wouldn't do anything differently I think the big thing you don't need to be an academic to 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 you know to get to where I am today you just have to um, have the drive the determination treat everybody with respect be open be honest um, and actually don't pressure yourself with a with a career path and I know a lot of people certainly nowadays from the university want to move very quickly within 18 months and be on a very high salary scale it it doesn't always work like that in some businesses um unless you want to jump from different different companies but i i would say you know work hard learn listen um and and, and do listen to the experienced people because you know we, we can laugh about people being too long in the tooth and set in their ways but actually there's some you can actually you can influence the older people um, at a young age because I think that's what they need. There's there's a lot of um, they can't keep doing what they're always doing, but equally you can't as a young person just do what you want to do. So I think you know really really work closely with with older people, understand, learn, and um, and and be really engaging, and and you'll you'll get where you want to be, where you want to go. And would you say then that the steel industry? is a workplace for women absolutely there it, it's funny when you probably look into the steel industry people just think about manufacturing think about you know old cold mills and, and and very grotty environments and you know is it attractive to the female there's so much more to steel manufacturing there the innovation marketing technical developments you know and, and manufacturing there, there's so much to the steel industry and uh being a woman, you can bring your creative side, but your academic side. There's so many opportunities. Um, it shouldn't be dismissed. Thank you so much, Joe, for that conversation. I really enjoyed talking to you and learning more about your career trajectory. Um, and I think actually lots of what you say is just regardless of gender, it's appropriate, isn't it? You know, work hard, play hard. Um, listen to others and I think that's always important don't always think that you're right 
although that's something that I need to work on. But it's, you know, don't always think that you're right. Listen to the experience of others, but bring your own um, input as well. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, I hope you've enjoyed being on the podcast and look forward to speaking with you soon. I have. Thank you very much. That was a really interesting conversation with Jo. I love how she started in the business after having to sort of pay off a mobile phone um, bill and loved it so much that she stayed and her career trajectory over a very short period of time really speaks to the tenacity of her spirit and her sort of can-do attitude. Working in sales, I imagine it to be a a very male, an alpha male dominated environment, but Jo seems to have navigated that very skillfully, um, pulling upon as perhaps more softer female skills. But like she said, she grew up in this business. She grew up in the organisation and it's moulded her and potentially changed her but it's taken her to the position that she's in now and looking to the future she wants to develop herself and grow and definitely she seems to have an eye on what it means to be a woman in a man's world but also um, what it means to be a person you know in the workplace and forging your own career path and just doing what you want and getting the results that you deserve So it was such an interesting conversation and um, I hope you will have learned from it as much as I have. 